All right, guys, welcome back to Chats with Mo. I'm here with Linnea. She is the business partner of the woman who was um, in the last episode, Liat. And yeah, she just wanted to reach out and talk about her business a little bit. And I'm super excited because I don't really know much about what she does. And so yeah, we'll just get started. So if you just want to give us a little bit of background info, like where you're from, what you like to do for fun, just kind of who you are as a person. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so my name is Linnea, and I am from, I was born in Aurora in Colorado, so I've been in Colorado my whole life. I went to, I lived in Denver, and I went to school at CSU in Fort Collins, and I lived up there for like four years, and um, I studied apparel merchandising and marketing there. Oh, cool. And, I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then I lived in Grand Junction for about four years. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And nice. then, I'm sorry, what was the other part? It's okay. We okay. can just kind of yeah. go with <laughs> it. Um, so, why did you move to Grand Junction? I started Dark Moon, my business, like about six years ago. Okay. And I was super fortunate to be able to already have, like, community there and to, like, grow my business. And yeah. people who already kind of knew about, like, malas or just kind of, like, the realm of being able to, or other friends who are hosting events to, like, learn from, from yeah. people. And um, I had started doing events, like, in Evergreen and Boulder and, like, South and kind of, like, all around. And I felt like I just kind of did, did all the things that were meant to be done. And it's, nice. like... I'm also, I really like change and traveling and exploring, so it was like, mm-hmm. instead of just, I was feeling stir-crazy, so yeah. I would say, <laughs> um, like, that's kind of what I wanted to still be close to my family, so, like, it's, you know, only four hours away yeah. by car, so, yeah, just doing something new, I guess, like, I feel like, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of just what brought me here. The, nice. the wind kind of brought me here. Wind, we found yeah. each other. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. Okay. So you mentioned your business, Dark Moon. Do you want to talk about just a little bit of what you do? You mentioned mala beads. I know that's super like incorporated into the business and stuff. So if you just want to give us like a little layout of your business and then we can dive in and I'll ask questions and get nosy. So okay, cool. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, so I, Dark Moon, is like I'm a mala artist and a gemstone, make gemstone jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, so like really my main focus with starting Dark Moon was just like a creative outlet. And I did study like fashion and I knew I wanted to do something in the realm, but not so like cookie cutter of like all right now it's time to make like another new like I don't know like I Mm -hmm. am making collections but I just felt like more I there was nobody like I was really like all right that's the path I want to follow so um yeah so I was introduced to malas which I love that there's I already was like interested in like gemstones and yeah you know just like nature and that sort of aspect and then malas was something I was introduced to which is just it has like a lot of creative like history and intention too with the number 108 and yeah. tying the knots and tensions. Yeah. Um, so it kind of incorporated a lot of things I loved. And yeah, so Dark Moon is making malas and also I would say just like doing pretty much like anything creative through it. Like I've made collections inspired by street art or traveling or going to the desert with my friends or like it can have like you know or just like reading a book and being like whoa maybe I could email this person and like do something with them so I really think it is just like a lot of creative aspects through the mala um Mm -hmm. which I love that it's like an outline of the beads or 
the number and the tradition of it but Mm -hmm. uh yeah so that's really like the main overarching is like I make I'm a mala artist and I make gemstone jewelry but then I also teach workshops so that's like I would say like another layer of like kind of like sharing the art of creativity and Mm. like intention and holding creative space especially for adults even though I I teach kids as well um so that's been like enough like I started teaching maybe about like four years ago okay and I kind of feel like it's been kind of like everything as it happens in life has just like I learned about it's like fallen together you know it's like I learned about making the malas and then I met the bead supplier like a week later that I worked with her for like six years Mm -hmm. and then someone asked me to teach a workshop you know and then it's just like kind of like how it's all (laughs) that's how you know you're aligned exactly yeah (laughs) it's all we've all we found each other oh my god (laughs) that's so cool okay so you were interested in like fashion and jewelry in college and stuff how did you get introduced into mala um so I so I like had a plan after college I was gonna move to California and do fashion and then like right before I was like that's not actually I don't think what I want to do and so my best friend and I we took all the money we were gonna save and we started we went and backpacked Europe together and that like changed like my (laughs) life because like I had no plan like we didn't like really like intend to do it until like maybe four months before it was gonna happen wow and like it was so and it like same thing kind of like things aligning like you know my best friend we both wanted to do it so yeah and then we did that for two months and then I came home and I saved for like seven months and then I did a solo backpacking trip to Asia Oh my and God. that's where I was I really actually went with the intention of maybe wanting to make like some sort of jewelry company but like not because also like in fashion there's lots of waste and you know things like a lot of stuff around that so mm-hmm. I was really more interested in maybe in some sort of jewelry company something yeah. that's like more smaller scale and like yeah um a little less bit like more carbon. planet friendly exactly planet friendly yeah <laughs> exactly um and so there in Asia I was exposed to like my I my dad is from China so mm. but there I was really exposed to like a lot of Buddhism and Hinduism like traveling yeah. around and okay. then when I came back, I literally just looked up a jewelry making workshop when I came home afterwards, and then it was a mala making thing, and oh then I went and God. took the class, and then like <laughs> she was like, you're good, you should make more, and it's like, I, I am creative, but I never really have had like a, a thing I felt like I was like good at, and yeah. so it we just like kind of connected, and that was that. Wow. <laughs> that was like six years ago, yeah. Oh my God, wow, that's incredible, dang. Yeah, I've always wanted to do a backpacking trip, so that would be so fun. And it's crazy that you found, like, you know, your passion, your direction on the other part of the world. Like, in the, you know, in a completely different hemisphere, everything, like, yeah, Yeah. that's how it's just like, wow, you really don't know how. What's going to happen. You know, things are supposed to work out, but holy shit, dude, it really did for you. (laughs) I think that it was, like, more later in life, too. It's, like, I've always been artistic and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, interested in fashion or, like, maybe like unusual things to like <laughs> like to the common person maybe but um yeah. I feel like I didn't really have like I just had to be patient with the journey mm-hmm. I think is like another like part of it is just yes. like kind of like going with what where the the wind took me at the time and yeah, then like it so all has just like worked out that's incredible yes. yeah because <laughs> I feel like when you try to force things to happen that's when you get yourself into pickles and it's like 
ah, oh, this is not what I wanted. I just, I feel like, but I've been working so hard towards this, you know? Like, yeah. so it was nice that you gave yourself the space and just the time to just let it happen how it's supposed to. Honestly, yeah. that's really cool. Did you get any backlash when you decided not to, from like your family or anything, when you decided not to go to California or oh, just use um, your savings for? Well, traveling was definitely like crazy to my family, but yeah. they, they are supportive. Um, oh, good. But definitely like moving and quitting because like I did have a corporate job and like it mm-hmm. was like, and I was like successful at it and those yeah. things, but I think it was, and moving at the same, I honestly moved and quit my job at, like, the same time, so I made, like, a lot of, like, big life changes, which, like, you know, (laughs) that was, like, a whole nother thing to work through to, like, get to where, to, like, a learning process, but I guess that's how I kind of do a lot of things in my life, but also, um, I think it was just, like, hard, also my family, just, like, no one is really, like, an artist in my family, or, Mm. like, uh, my dad's from China, so it's, like, and they just have, like, he has, like, a very, like, like foreigner parent mentality Mm -hmm. so being an artist and my sister she's a financial advisor so like oh it's like they're like what (laughs) the fuck are you doing basically but like they've always been supportive and like now that too like as I've been I think of course the just the underlying thing is just wanting what's best for me and me to be safe and it's like it's scary but it's like now that I have been successful too Mm -hmm. they're like they're supportive and yeah yeah. that's but it definitely wasn't like a Go fly, spread your wings. Yeah, Yeah, it was like, what are you doing? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That would be crazy. Dang. Okay, so because you kind of discovered this whole thing in on the eastern side of the world, is Mala associated with any sort of religion? So Mala, like the word... Philosophy? Yeah, they like stems from Hinduism, Buddhism. Um, The word Mala, like... In Sanskrit, like ma and la is a meditation garland. Okay. So malas are used for meditation. It has like 108 beads. Yeah. All the ones that I tie have knots in between them. But yeah, so, and then there's the difference too of having like either a a tassel or not. And, Mm. but Buddhist monks, like you'll hear Japa meditation is doing 108 bead meditation. Okay. Um, But I think too, that's like, I think it's like, I mean, thousands of years old of using the meditation garland and mm-hmm. the making the mala. Wow. But I think it's really, it's, like, evolved, I guess, mm-hmm. maybe to how people, like, use it now as well. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's really cool because I know that, you know, with your business and stuff, I don't know if you, I don't know who you try to reach. I'm assuming it's as many people as you can. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's always interesting to see, like, oh, you know, any sort of hiccups, any people who are like, oh, well, I don't believe that, do they have to sort of thing? Or, like, um, how do you reach those that are not associated with, like, like Hinduism? A, but, yeah, anything? and that's what I would say is, like, especially even moving, like, eastern Colorado to western Colorado, like, I, I kind of, I learned about a lot of different, like, beliefs and things, too, that people had yeah. around even gemstones or things like that, which mm. I actually thought was, like, pretty cool to learn and be able to like introduce it or just like yeah, show and of like, you know, make it maybe more approachable but yeah I definitely think you don't have to be like associated to the religion or culture really I think like and that's what I also think the best thing about it is, is some people only use their malas strictly for meditation and they don't mm-hmm. wear them mm-hmm. some people only wear them and don't really know much about them they just like enjoy them yeah um but I love that you know there is a lot of intention in it in every bead and all the gemstones and the ancient history and tradition so like mm-hmm. I also love that 
I feel like it's more to me like the ritual and the tradition of it and mm-hmm. like the intention and it can have like a lot of different variations of yeah it can be very spiritual or like very strict you know it's kind of more secular it, or something. yeah exactly yeah. but I think it's that's really cool. evolved and that's like what I I appreciate about it yeah yeah for sure and I think people are looking nowadays for more modalities in which to use different things like this you know rather than just like oh I'm feeling really bad so I'm gonna go see my therapist it's like okay well there's different there's lots of different you know methods of healing that you can use like the beads or like meditation or yoga and things so it's cool that yeah that people are starting to turn more towards that yeah Um, I feel like um too it's just like really I feel like they're all tools for like introspection and that's like really it's like that's what you know the mala and the meditation and gemstones and like all of those it's just like I like it that they're just you can like you know take it or leave it but Mm -hmm. they're just like different tools to get to know yourself or to support you on your journey and that's like you know yeah Mm -hmm. that's super cool okay so you do workshops what what do you do in your workshops what kind of teachings and stuff or so I do mala making workshops that's like how I started where I would teach people I teach people how to make the 108 bead malas like I'll bring all the gemstones and wow. teach them about the malas and then usually to make your first mala it takes like about four hours because wow. you're tying like 115 knots wow um, that's crazy so I'll do that the <laughs> workshops and then bracelets we'll just make like it's like two hours like smaller versions but yeah. still setting intentions like so I'll do like the construction workshops which I have, like I said, I've been doing for for about like four years, and um, I've had the opportunity of doing those all over the world, like even teaching in Costa Rica or wow. Um, really, also my business, like during COVID, I was like super grateful that my business had the opportunity to grow because people were looking for things to do at home, and I had yeah. just put the YouTube videos online okay. like a week before. And Whoa! <laughs> and so then I started doing like the virtual on Sundays. I would get together and everyone would like get a kit during the week, and we'd all do like yeah. So like in the past four years, I've been able to teach like over two thousand people how to make malas, which wow, um, that's incredible. And just like to yeah, so the, I'll do those kind of workshops, and then. And that's also what I love about the workshops is opportunities to collaborate with businesses mm-hmm. or because like the, I didn't know how to do them at first. And then it's just like finding different places you can like do want to do something. And yeah, so those are kind of like and then the other workshops that I'll host are like collaborating with like Liat. So she does like mm-hmm. the sound healing and I'll do the mala meditation. So there's okay. like different workshops where like I'll do like the art of making the mala and mm-hmm. then like focusing on like how to use your mala and setting intentions and Interesting. setting intentions in a community setting mm-hmm. or um, yeah so or I'll partner with like yoga instructors or I just did like a workshop on the monument on Sunday with a yoga instructor and partnering with the National Monument. Nice. Um, so really a variety we're doing retreats, like all kinds of things. Um, wow, which that's is, like, really cool. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Endless, oh my god, endless opportunities. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. so cool. I'm gonna close this window really quick because they're doing some work out there. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's really cool. Okay, yeah. So let's get into kind of the intentions behind Mala. I know that people can, you know, associate any sort of atten- intention with them, but is like as you're making it. 
do you like for each bead are you saying something or like I just kind of want to get into the logistics yeah Yeah, just exactly how well first like the number 108 is it's significant in like lots of religions and cultures and philosophies which that number is intentional of making the mala so you can also do that in like a smaller version like 54 27 it's like divisible by lots of numbers okay also, the mala uh, relates to astrology because there's 12 houses and 12 zodiac mm-hmm. signs and nine major planets. So 12 times nine is 108. So okay. there's like lots of different ways you can set up how you're going to make your mala. But you, the ones that I make, you do, we tie knots in between. And that's how you'll see like most of them is usually with knots in between. Sometimes they're just strung with the 108. Okay. Um, and then you're going to have a tassel and a guru bead. Mm-hmm. So those, and you could also not have, like, a tassel, but I guess it's, it's really, like, there's different lineages, but it's it's kind of up to your preference. Interesting. Um, but okay. having the guru bead, so you've done your 108 meditation, mm-hmm. but then when you do tie each knot, you're wanting to think of an intention or maybe ask, be asking a question of, like, what can I get from this? Or, okay. Yeah, so that's kind of how the, the history of, and then, like, 108 could be, you know lots of different ways to perceive it but one is for like something higher than you zero is for emptiness eight is for eternity yeah um you have like i said the zodiacs and the houses and those are also the 12 zodiac signs in like chinese zodiac and eastern astrology as well so it's like it's got a lot of history and then you have a lot of like numerology with 108 too Yeah. yeah wow that's so cool Okay, so what's the significance of the guru bead? You've been talking about that a little bit. Um, so when you do your, like, typically, so when you do your meditation, like, I'll set my intention in the morning. So there's lots of ways to use the mala, but mm-hmm. uh, typically you don't want to use your pointer finger because this represents your ego when you meditate. So you okay. want to pull it through. You start at the guru bead, mm. the teacher, the mountain, whatever you people like to call it. Mm-hmm. You start here, and then you'll pull it towards yourself. And so you can okay. do uh, like an affirmation, an affirmation versus like a mantra. An affirmation is something you make up yourself. So like, you know, I am a warrior, you know, whatever you mm-hmm. might want to repeat in that. A mantra would be something more like like traditional or ancient, like Om or Om Mani Padme Hum or like different, go to different goddesses or gods, um, mm. different mantras. Yeah. Or you could just go through with like numbers or your breath, or kind of lots of different ways, but the guru, yeah. the guru bead is how you know you've done a hundred and eight meditation. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's really, really cool. Really, the the art of mala making is very meditative when you are spending lots of time and intention. Yeah, making four it. hours. Oh but, my goodness. But <laughs> um, but really, like the tool of the mala is for meditation. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's really cool. So. You said, I was reading on your website a little bit, just kind of gathering some information and some questions and stuff. Is there a difference, like, when you're making the mala and you're setting your intentions, are you, like, not supposed to, but is it, you know, suggested that you keep with that intention into your meditation type of thing? Um. Or... Is it just kind of whatever you're feeling in the moment type of thing, or? Yeah, I think it okay. could be up to you. Like uh, sometimes people have like very specific malas they're making for certain things, or okay. in the year, or so you definitely could. Like I personally am like changing it all the time, or mm-hmm. when I'm making the malas, I'm putting a certain intention into it. But in 
I always like cleanse it and then send it to the person so they can like start fresh. But yeah. it's like, um, yeah, I kind of think it's really deal- dealer's choice. It's just very subjective. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I like that because like I said, I, I feel like I've done a lot of, you know, getting into the spirituality side of life recently. And so I'm trying to, you know, open up conversations like that and, you know, talk about things like that. But it's hard when people just are like, but it's just beads, you know, it's just like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well it can be, you know, but exactly whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. I love, I love to like really the mala and I find it to be truly a tool for meditation because I think it's hard to set personally like a timer and be like, okay, I'm just going to try to sit here and not do anything. So it's like, okay, if I just make one round, I might do it in two minutes one day, or I might Mm -hmm. take like five minutes one day or like 30 seconds. But it's really the intention of showing up for yourself, showing up for the practice and just taking the time to do that. And like, I feel like so many things like with meditation or making the mala or self-care which can I kind of put in air quotes because I think there can be lots of like <laughs> it's like very like kind of losing its meaning mm-hmm. these days. it's but true I think it's, it's becoming all, trendy exactly <laughs> I think but really it's all just the fact of like showing up for yourself yeah it's just it goes is. back to the intention behind it honestly yeah, intention and like living mm-hmm. life with intention and it's like it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be like a certain way it's just yeah. like a tool to help you show up of course yeah. yeah and it's just an outlet it's another thing and if it doesn't sit right with you then that's move cool on too to the next. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's okay okay so for you personally what is your preferred way to use mala in your meditations or <clears throat> yeah in, your I, in my meditation or... or i like to set my intention in the morning i'll write mm. a few sentences about how i want my day to go yeah i'll set an affirmation and then i'll meditate with it i like to wear it as a reminder okay then throughout the day i also which many people use them as well and like when i teach it to kids it's about like stress and anxiety tools so like those are a lot of things or even like when I'm in therapy it's like my (laughs) therapist like I'm glad you always bring those like beads with you because you really get some good use out of them (laughs) so that's personally how I like to use them is like is as a a reminder of the intention and then you know also just a tool as yeah yeah that's really cool okay so as an entrepreneur, what would you say has been your biggest struggle and how have you or how are you coming like overcoming it right now or in the past? <laughs> I would say I think so I'm coming up on like 4 years of being a full-time artist and I think it's just like the biggest struggle is like constantly trying to evolve and like Mm. maybe not getting complacent and I think that it's like always a good thing but that can always it can be hard you know yeah I think stressful sometimes people think like as I'm getting like further along in this like people think it's like oh it's so hard to start a business but now I'm like realizing no like people who really like stick through and have their businesses for like multiple years it's actually like that I think that's very hard it's mm-hmm. not like oh like you I mean maybe for some people like you just find out an equation and it's easy but I feel yeah. like even if I found out an equation I would be, get bored of it and be like mm-hmm. okay like what's <laughs> the, what can we add into yeah, this so, what's new? yeah what's new? exactly <laughs> so I think it is just like you know pushing yourself and like I think not getting down on yourself that it's like mm-hmm. that is it's like 
one day you might have it figured out and the next day you're that's like I guess it is like life but it's like yeah I think that has been like a struggle to overcome but Mm -hmm. I think just always like being open to new things and new opportunities and to growing has been been helpful and just realizing also looking back and like not like all the small celebrating the small things because it's like looking back and being like damn I have done a lot though and like you know yeah but yeah and I think just remembering like you know what is like your purpose and what Mm -hmm. are you trying to really do yeah Um, and that's I think a hard thing to remember is like it's easy to get like wrapped up in like of course you need you want to grow as a business and a person and Mm -hmm. you obviously need to survive if it's your income but like of course not just like getting wrapped up in it's like the numbers or like things like that and it's like what do it was like kind of crazy like my mentor kind of asked me like I've trying to been I feel like I've been doing kind of the same thing for the last three years and like I'm Mm -hmm. ready to evolve because it's it's time and he's like well what what do you want to do like what are your favorite things in doing your in your business and I'm like well I guess that's kind of like a hard idea question I need to like look at right now because I'm you know just like to you've just been in the grind for the the same thing for the past couple years yeah I think just just continuing to evolve and you know yeah it's like you're always every day you're gonna have to believe in yourself that is what being an entrepreneur is and I don't think Mm -hmm. it's ever gonna at least in my opinion so far it's you're gonna have to keep doing that all the time so just like remembering that yeah and it's nice too that you know with your story with your background of you know taking that leap of faith and not going to California the universe had your back, you know, it, it took you along the path that you're supposed to. So just, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned within the past couple of months is just accepting that change is inevitable. And so being okay with that is yep. like, that's a, that's a hard truth to learn. But like, you know, after you do, it's like, oh, wow, that takes so that's much weight off my yeah, shoulders. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Let's see. So what let's see how do I want to ask this okay we'll just go the other way what do you think has been the easiest for you as an entrepreneur in your business or just Mm -hmm. developing your brand all that kind of stuff I think just the easiest thing in the business has just I would say connecting with people yeah yeah I would say like I didn't realize how how much like how important this a piece of jewelry could be mean mean to somebody Mm, you know and like that I love that aspect of it or just even businesses or friends or community and like making community I think has been the easiest thing and I think also just like staying creative like I love that the the mala is the outline but it's like it is really my vehicle to do like anything Mm -hmm. and you know, it's like I've done art drops where like I recently did one or like I'm a mentor for teens and I'm on the board for um, nice. an art program for teens in the Valley and like yeah. different things. And it's like, I think just being able to stay creative and that has been, I think that is like my purpose is like, yes, yes. I, the mall is a tool to connect, but it's also to like do all these, yeah, whatever my just, dreams are. Yeah, it pathways. That's yeah, so cool. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that has, like, just finding creativity with it has been and the easiest thing. 
Yeah. I guess. I guess. Nice. I'm like, I haven't really answered that <laughs> question. But <laughs> that's yeah. Okay. yeah that's I like okay. that. I guess that's a cool right? question. Yeah. yeah. It's just cool to find out the different ins and uh, outs sorry. of businesses. And, yeah. you know, it's super cool. Do you have any future events coming up that you want to um, promote? Yeah. Well, Leah and I have a sound and mala meditation with tapas. My boyfriend is a chef, so he makes oh, some nice. appetizers at Bookcliff Gardens on July 1st. Okay. Um, from six thirty to nine. Nice. Yes. So we'll be doing that, and then, um, I'm traveling. I'm going to Europe in June with my grandma, and oh my gonna God. hopefully be make. Well, I will be making some great collections after from inspiration wow. and some beads. But, um, in July and August and like September, I'll have some more events just on my website at darkmoon.com. Yeah. Cool. Oh my God, that's gonna be so exciting. Yeah. Uh, I love that you incorporate. You know, I mean, this is for every artist, but it's cool that it's jewelry. I've never heard of anyone incorporating like life experiences into jewelry. That's super cool. Yeah, it's been um, super fun, and it's like I love travel, so it's and being like, I can really create anywhere. I can mm-hmm. take the beads on top of a mountain, which I yeah. do, or a hill, and create up there. I can do it in the car. I can do it. You know. It's so, so true. It's, it's like, very accessible. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of uh, opportunities. That's awesome. Um, Okay, so I think that was all of my questions. So let's just go through um, where people can find you. You said your website is Is Dark Moon. Dark Moon with a C, D-A-R-C-M-O-O-N.com. Okay. Um, Instagram is Dark Moon underscore. um, And I have a newsletter. Uh, Also, if they're in the Grand Valley, um, there's a local program called BAM, which is Business and Art Mentorship for teens. It's a free program um, for teens from 12 to 21. Uh, So that's another place where uh, I do do mentoring and we have a summer program about to start and then it's all throughout the year. So that's another um, great place and yeah, cool. And at events and just around the valley. Awesome. All right. And I'll put that all in the show notes so you guys can you know, you won't have to go back and try to remember because that's hard. But okay, Linnea, thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. I'm sure I'll have you on again if you are interested. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be so fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks guys for listening. Have a great day.